want to welcome you to another episode of Mindset Growth Podcast. I'm Gary, your host, and I'm excited to have a guest return today, Ray Gage. Ray, I appreciate you being back on the show. Some things have changed since uh, we visited last time. I think the last time you were here, we were um, getting to know you for one, but also it was you were looking at maybe some transition in your life. And uh, so just for new audience listeners and things like that, would you give us a background maybe on you know where you come from and what you're transitioning into or doing currently? Sure. Well, that could be your Reader's Digest version. Well, I said uh, brief, didn't I? Or you short? Did, but I you said know, short. I know, but you know, it's all that those those words are all relative, right? All so, right. <laughs> anyway, um, no, my name is Ray Gage, and I'm happy to be on the uh, podcast again with you, Gary. The uh, first time we did talk about uh, a little bit of an introduction as far as as far as who I am, I guess, uh, my and my background, but I am a soon to be ex insurance agent. So back up on that a little bit. But uh, my career is from a business perspective has been spent 33 years of it has been spent on the insurance side of things. And in the last uh, year, year and a half, I had come to the realization that that was not something that I wanted to be doing with the rest of my life. And then have been working through that process to figure out, okay, what is the thing that I would like to be doing instead of insurance? As you can imagine, after 33 years of doing the same thing and, and, and I'm 55 years old, it's a daunting process to go through uh, mentally, emotionally, everything you can think of to uh, think of making a transition to a different uh, quote unquote career, whatever you want to call it at this point in time. So that's basically where I'm at. I did make that decision, though, and well, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, as as the podcast goes along. Uh, I did pull the trigger on uh, retiring from insurance. So I have that caveat in there for people to understand that I didn't retire. Uh, when I tell people I retired, the first thing they say is, well, you must have too much money. And then I set to remind them, I didn't say that I retired. I said I retired from insurance. <laughs> so there is a difference. But there is a difference. And uh, I, I always said I didn't know that I ever really wanted to completely retire. And I still feel that way. Uh, as long as I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, then I want to keep doing it for as long as I can. But um, so there, there's probably not the uh, the long and short answer to that question. If there's anything else that you want me to go into as far as my background or whatever, just let me know. No, that's what I was looking looking for. But what are you going to be doing now? I mean, I can share that, but I'd like to hear it from you. Yeah. What I'm going to be doing now is, is I'm going, to, I, I basically I'm pouring my uh, energy, my heart and soul, whatever you want to call it, uh, for the rest of the time that I have here, uh, meaning on this earth, uh, God willing, into the coaching side of things, because that has become something that I, that is a passion for me now at this point in my life. 
You know, I guess the question comes to my mind is you had worked for 33 years in the customer service industry and both coming from insurance backgrounds. Uh, I know you worked a lot with contractors and small business people. So going from the insurance side into the coaching and consulting uh, world, is there, what's, what was the connection or the correlation there? I mean, it's, is it that you love to serve people or you like to see the differences? Because some of these things you're doing are really not that different than what you did before. That's true. And the interesting thing about that, as I look back on my career and the progression of it over time, as I worked with more business customers and then larger business customers as time wore, wore on in the insurance side of things, I started to think back to uh, circumstances, conversations with all different types of business owners that really correlated to more of a coaching aspect than an insurance aspect. So whether that was leadership questions, building uh, teams, uh, culture, there was just so many different things that came into play in the conversations that we had about the conversation was about insurance, but it, at the heart of it, it was really about something else. So when I when I started to coach more, that realization hit me that I really had been coaching all along and just didn't realize or had put that label on it from a coaching perspective. So uh, I started to see a lot of I, I see a lot of the correlation between the two. I enjoy the coaching without the insurance aspect more than I enjoy it with the insurance aspect. Gives you a little bit more of a neutral position and probably a little bit uh, yeah. better way maybe to advise from less of a less responsibility yeah. maybe uh, where there can be because you yeah, it's just more singularly focused. Things have changed a little bit since last time uh, we had you on with your role with uh, GBC. And um, can you talk about that shift a little bit? I, I guess when I look at where, what you had done, what we just visited about, um, seems like maybe you've, uh, knowing you as I do, I know you've taken some time to really maybe research or analyze where you're at in life, find, make sure you're on the right path moving forward so that you can bring, you know, most fulfillment and potential to help serve others help others find their potential. Uh, so how does, how does that role look differently now and how's the clarity for all of that? Well, that's a great question. The clarity part of it is kind of an ongoing process, I guess I would say, but it's, it's and, and it's probably that way for, for most people when they're we're going through a major transition is, as you, you can see, Kind of like the uh, when when you're walking through a building that's dark, but the lights come on as you enter each room. It's it's that process forward where you just have to keep moving in the direction that you that you feel like you're being led next, and even if you can't see all the way to the end. And as you as you move through that, then the the lights come on, so to speak, where where you can uh, see the next step a lot more clearly. So I would I would say that for for me that uh, once the decision was made to to focus on the coaching, then 
then things started to come together with GBC. And you can talk more about sp specifically if you want to. But from my perspective, it's it's given me a, a chance to uh, focus the expertise. Uh, I have taken a couple of courses, so I'm certified business coach now. I've also taken a uh, executive uh, coaching course, and those things have kind of helped uh, helped me learn to define, uh, for lack of a better term, I, the the style, my style of coaching, and that's evolved. That evolves as well over time. But I'm becoming a lot more comfortable in the coaching skin, if you want to call it that. And and it's really been uh, a great transition and experience, and I'm looking forward to how that all evolves with GBC moving forward as we're as we're building things out, as we're growing together uh, within GBC, and adding more. Whether that's adding more services, whether that's figuring out how we can bring greater value to our current clientele. And then also expand uh, the value that we can bring to new clients as well. The uh, one thing, I guess, uh, obviously you're going to be working as in a more or less a full-time role, but also working a lot with building out curriculum and things like that. Because what we've learned is there's, uh, there's probably certain materials and things that sometimes work better for us because we have our own culture, maybe that might be a little bit different than some other consulting or coaching companies. Uh, you're very involved in that. Uh, what's, you want to visit about that a little bit or share a little bit about how that process looks? Sure. Well, as you know, one of the things that seems to come up a lot is uh, for a lot of the people that we, we work with have, really good skills in a certain area where they started a business they um, you know they 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 understand the trade that they're working in since we're talking you know mostly about contractors obviously at this point in time which is the majority of who we work with currently and they they don't have the the business expertise right so they right. don't have you know, they 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 don't have the basics. I mean, they're really really good at what they do, but the, they they need help with with the business side of the business, which, for lack of a better uh, a better terminology, and in teaching that is there's material that 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 they need that will kind of help guide uh, them through that process or have a, have their coach help guide them through that process on kind of like the how to, uh, for lack of a better better term and 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 it does become that so you have the basic side of things and then as you move through that uh at building on that at moving forward for businesses at, at different points in their life cycle you know maybe they have uh, uh they have a need for leadership training or they have a lead uh, need for uh, training on you know culture and teams or bringing you know bringing their marketing plan together systems and processes you know all those different things and it seems to be helpful if we can give them exercises to do if we can if we have worksheets for them to work through things that just kind of help cement uh, what we're talking about for that learning curve you know this uh kind of leads me into this next uh question or point that i want to talk about one thing i think that's unique at gbc over this past year we've really developed a group of people that have very very niche skills 
at high levels. And I feel like that's one way that we can be very effective helping, you know, other business owners reach their potential because they can either pick up just like what you had mentioned, a certain, you know, maybe skill set that we can help them develop, or we can come in and do a lot of that as, you know, with a whole group in the, uh, uh, like in the whole organization, you know, we can break it down to the like five pillars of organizational uh, structure that they need to really elevate their business. And if, if they're really one of those companies that want to scale and grow and do it quickly and do it correctly and be effective at it, where do you come in on that? I'd like for the listeners to uh, know a little bit more about you and what your specialty is and some of that. And maybe it's a little bit redundant to what you already said, but uh, you bring a piece you know, you, you're really, uh, bring a piece of that in for us. Well, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if this is the question you're wanting me to answer, but I guess what I, what I would kind of, uh, think it is. So kind of circle back around a little bit to, uh, the kind of the life cycle of a business. And usually what, what happens is, is, is a business will get to, uh, they get to a certain level and they stop and they stop because of something. Um, it, it could be something basic, you know, that they don't have the basics all in place in order for them to get to the next level. They need to get better at understanding their numbers. So their accounting processes uh, need to be more well-defined and things like that. So it's kind of talking through, like you said, the five, the five pillars of, of uh, basic business success. And then at each level, there's almost like there's a ceiling. And at each ceiling, there's something that has to happen. And it's usually from a leadership perspective, there's something that has to happen in order for them to break that ceiling and get to the next level. And that's true with, if you you can even relate that to life. I mean, um, it, it, even the, the normal process of, of a human being's growth is is that way. I mean, you you go through phases of life and a business is no different because business is, is basically just a reflection of the people that are involved in it. So business is almost a reflection of life. Um, hopefully life isn't a reflection of business because if that's the case, then you really need a coach, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that kind of answers your question a little bit about the, the philosophy of the perspective that that we're trying to, uh, uh, they're trying to put together at GBC. Yeah, I would, uh, I want to, I'm going, this is totally off script, but you had made a comment once and we run into this. There's a lot of times people want to know, well, what's your experience? And, you know, I've had a really broad range of experiences, but just because I've helped put a few shingle roofs on, don't make me a roofing expert. However, I understand business quite well. But I know you've made the comment already. It's it doesn't mean to be successful coach doesn't always mean you've had to had have had experience in that field of work. And I'd like to talk about that just a little bit. So I'm throwing you a curveball on that because you'll see even coaches that you know they were maybe successful in one level or another, nor they just one day stepped up and they were successful and they never played the game of football ever but they became a successful football coach. How could that possibly be if they didn't have all that knowledge from playing it themselves? Uh, I think it's fair for people to understand a little bit, maybe 
where they're at, even in their own business, that just because they've not done it before doesn't mean they can't be successful in it and that they had to go through a certain, you know, path to get to this success because there's a lot of folks on earth who have just accomplished amazing things, learning as they went in almost new fields of expertise, but sometimes it's, uh, how do you explain that? So I think the the easiest way that I think to explain it is is by helping people see the difference between a, a coaching and consulting. So, and and how I would say that is 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 for a consultant, a lot of times you need somebody who has been there, or at least has done the process. Maybe not even to the same scale that you have, but they're familiar enough with the process of how to do that in business that they can walk you through it. The coaching side of it is a little bit different because a coach, if you think about it from the perspective that you mentioned, Gary, even when you're talking about somebody who, you know, maybe they, they played football, but there weren't, they weren't a hall of famer, you know, they weren't an all pro or whatever, but then they become a coach and they become a hall of fame coach. I mean, you know, you have, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Vince Lombardi from the Packers. I mean, that guy was what, you know, five foot 11, if you put him on a medieval rack and stretched him out three inches. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he couldn't, but they said it, they said about Vince Lombardi, uh, he would beat you with his team and then he would turn around and beat his team with yours because he was that good of a coach. So that for a coach, a coach is really a, someone who can get the best out of you. So when you put the two of them together, what you're going to have is, is you're going to have these, these buckets that all kind of feed into each other. So whether it's, you know, whether it's leadership, business basics, you know, culture and teams, marketing, but at the center of it all, you have the individual growth piece of it, which is more of the coaching piece of it. And it all ties together because you're, uh, you've heard me say this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not. Every single one of the of the uh, of the people that I coach, the businesses that I coach, has heard me say it. But your business can never grow beyond you. Absolutely. So that that coaching piece, that's where the coaching piece comes in. So, I mean, you tell me whether or not I did a decent job of explaining or answering that question. I guess. No, that's exactly what I was looking for. It's uh, It comes back to leadership and how we learn to motivate. And what's interesting to me, and the one reason I wanted you to go through that whole process, when people ask what's, you know, uh, I get asked this question, you know, what is, what's uh, really the mission statement behind GBC? And I know we work on really defining and developing that, but we do that with every company. But at the end of the day, our our mission is to help people reach their max potential and discover their talents and gifts that they don't even know they have. So with that being the case, that's really where we come in alongside. And that's, I think, one thing I see that brings you a lot of fulfillment because I get to hear the stories and, you know, where you just ask questions and you've got these people who all of a sudden they just make this statement like, gosh, I didn't, you know, like they didn't know that about themselves. So... Uh, it to me that's intriguing how you can pull that out of a person and how 
it can be so life-changing just because it's just the fact of helping people discover their potential that they don't really realize at times. Uh, one thing I you've talked about already a little bit, and we're going to transition just here on this a little bit, because we you with this last statement you just made, we see people who will oftentimes buy programs, products, all kinds of things, but then they still hit that lid and their organization doesn't grow. And you and I have both heard it. Well, we had to do something to get to the next level. So they spend a lot of money because they believe spending that money is going to get them to the next level. But I hear you talk about leadership all the time. And it's something you're passionate about. I guess I would like to have you talk a little bit about the importance of leadership. Sure. The, I've seen a lot of ineffective leadership in my day. And that's probably the reason why people get passionate about something is because they were involved in it from the other side from the side of it not working right so so that's the, that's probably the reason why i'm so passionate about it but the other reason is is because when it's done right it can really drive results uh, for business and it can help drive results not just for the business but if the leader of the business gets really, really good at leadership and becomes a powerful leader, right? That translates into every aspect of their life. Absolutely. It, so it'll, it allows them to be a better person, a better leader of their company. It allows them to be a better leader within their family, within their community, within their church, whatever positions that they have. It allows them uh, and and the thing that that I think is great about leadership, Gary, and you know this, is there's leadership is not something that people are quote unquote born with or born without. Right. Leadership is something that you know, you might be born with certain personality traits that make it easier for you to learn how to be a good leader, but anyone can can learn how to be a good leader. And because of that, I think it's important for uh, to talk about it because that's something I think that that really hits a nerve for people when they when it when it dawns on them that they can learn how to be a better leader. That it's not something that they needed to be born with uh, or given to them. So, in that leadership, from that leadership perspective, that is probably. Uh, the number one thing that comes up when I ask business owners, if you could get better at one thing, what would it be? And leadership is almost always the answer to that question. Back to what you said before, that's really interesting to me is, is, is the number of those people who um, have been and continue to go to leadership conferences and read leadership books and then they come back from those conferences or they finish reading those books and they don't implement any of the principles that they learned. So what, what I stress with the people that I work with on the leadership side of things is, is I, I want, we're going to take our time going through this because you need to implement. 
And I'm not saying you have to implement everything every week, but you have to you have to implement something. And without exception, those business owners that start implementing pieces of the puzzle instead of just taking notes are seeing results and starting to get really excited about the possibilities of becoming a better leader within their company. So that's really exciting for me. So that's that's part of the motivation too, is 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 really seeing the client uh, transform, having having them see transformation within themselves that that translates over into the rest of their life. Well, and I and that's why I brought that up because I know you're so passionate about that because so many people will spend that money and then basically put it on the shelf. And if we don't implement and move forward and make the changes that we need to, it's just a waste of time and money. And I guess the thing that I have observed over leadership over the years of leadership, we talk about hitting the ceilings. But you know, if you're poor at leading or you're up against a ceiling, you will oftentimes look worse than you are. Like your your employees, your staff, they're going to magnify off of where your weaknesses are. Once you're doing a good job and you've really got an organization going in a great direction, they will also make you look better than what you are. And so it's a multiplication factor when you're working with human talent and how you take the time to create those leadership uh, just steps and things to even develop your employees. It's uh, that's one thing I think that's just that's a passion for all of us is to help develop these people because, you know, there's times we've all screwed up and we feel like we're at the lowest point. But the fact of the matter is we may be screwed up on one thing. It doesn't mean we're an awful person or we're terrible. Uh, But it, it sometimes in those when that happens, we do look worse than what we actually are. But there's also times on the positive side of it, I challenge folks then that they will look better than what they are as well. So I don't know if you want to respond to that or Absolutely. not, but I think it's, I just think it's an interesting observation that I've made over years that it's, uh, most people are not very far off from probably having that leadership success. It's just a matter of, of small things and consistent routines and changes but uh yeah with that what's your uh favorite part of coaching oh my um you know that should be a really easy question to answer so i'm going to try to break it down to the easiest answer and that is i would say when i see when i see the light bulb go off in a conversation that I'm having um, uh, with a customer or a client. Because when when I see that light bulb go off, then I know that we're getting somewhere, right? And so then continuing that conversation and having them talk about what made the light bulb go off and uh, how that's going to be transformative for them, that's really my favorite part of coaching is, is when people actually start to see the results that they can create for themselves. No, I, I know that about you and it's so much fun too, just to get that feedback, to know that you've helped improve somebody else's life. Uh, I know you've been working hard on getting a lot of material put together and just provide maybe better tools for a lot of clients to use. Um, 
what you know do those just come out of a lot of working at what you know that's a that clients you work with that come out of a, maybe a void of something that you feel you need or what what some what drives some of that um so yeah so that's probably the the biggest driver is the the void that's there in finding something that would actually help someone be able to uh, take the concepts that we talk about in our call and actually provides them with a practical aspect to it. Uh, so whether that's a worksheet uh, or an exercise that we go through, it, it helps them to better define that. Then they have something in writing, something that they can duplicate within their company with their teams if they want to. And you know, the overall, I think that the ultimate goal at the end of the day for us for GBC with the material is is helping the clients but then also uh, better equipping the coaches so that we're able to provide um, a higher level and more consistency uh, of transformation within within a company and that way the process uh, the process is more defined and we can duplicate it easier moving forward so that's probably the the reason I would give for most of the the, the uh, material that's being developed. You just brought something up that's really interesting because one of the things that uh, we have happened already and is going to continue to happen and is big focus of uh, us at GBC is not only serving the clients, but developing coaches and helping just a larger network of people. And so I, I share that just so that folks know, I mean, if there's, if there's people out there that are even just interested in this type of career, a uh, conversation with you might be a good start just to try to uh, answer some questions and get their mind around that because you're working right now getting started with a program that's just out there to directly train and equip coaches to go out and work with clients as well. So. Uh, there's there's really more than us just working GBC with us coaches at GBC working with clients. We're also being proactive in making sure that we are on the same page. We have the same belief systems, the same goals, and we understand that we can go through a systematic approach to serve clients. But we're also going to be training coaches in that whole process as well. So. Uh, Maybe you want to add to that a little bit or what some things are that you see in that process. Well, one of the things that I've already seen, and I think I kind of hit on it a little bit um, already, is that some of this material, even though it's limited at this point in time because we've just started building it out, that I've already had uh, requests for the business owners that I've gone through the material with uh, for them to be able to have access to it, for them to be able to use it with their team. So there, there's a coaching aspect even within a business. So the leader as a coach is is the uh, other side of it, I think. So with the leader at, leader of the business as a coach as well, having the ability to take the, some of the material that we've used so that they can take that coaching within their company and, and become that uh, person within their company as well that that's the other that's another aspect of that material that's really uh, uh, making a difference so far. Well, and it's uh, we like to see companies that work at developing their people 
and not only on their own leadership uh, skills, but also develop others. So it's that's really a part of that's part of the, one of the five pillars that we work with in clients is development of their people. So uh, just I, I think it's worthy to know that it's an ongoing process, the education and learning piece of that. Um, what are some things that you'd like to maybe share with people out there uh, that about you know what you see coming next year and some of the things you're excited about that uh, you think can make a difference or an impact in their business? Um, you know, I think that the one of the things that we've all had to learn uh, over the last two to three years uh, because of you know, we went through a physical pandemic and now we're going through, a, for lack of a better term, an emotional pandemic uh, with all the fallout from uh, from that pandemic is, is the ability for a business to be resilient and also then the ability for a business to be able to pivot when necessary. And there's a lot of planning that goes into that, but that planning... Uh, that planning will really pay off in the future. So I think that developing those systems and processes, developing that leadership, developing that culture, all those things that are so important within a company to, to build will help them from a resiliency perspective, from a, the ability to be able to pivot. Uh, because I really see that moving forward. I think that the companies that survive into the future are going to be the ones that are really intentional about doing those types of things. And the main thing when it comes to that is the, the people. And you talked about it, you know, people developing your people, uh, being an effective leader involves developing your people. Uh, being an effective leader means having the right kind of culture. And the businesses that are intentional about building that culture are the ones that are going to survive. The ones that are going to fail, for the most part, are going to be the ones that don't pay any attention to it that just let it happen so i think as as a in our society moving forward i mean we've already been told that to expect another pandemic well okay we were told that before too and it took 10 years this time i think it's probably going to take less we have no idea what it's going to look like but that doesn't mean that we can't do what we can to be prepared for it from like i said from a resiliency perspective and then also from the ability to pivot when necessary so I think when we when we think about the future, that's what excites me about what we're doing at GBC is I really feel like that's what we're doing we're, is we're trying to equip equip the leaders with the right mindset to be able to weather those storms and then also equipping their companies with the tools that they need in order to be able to do that. So for me, I think that that's what's exciting to me about what's coming. Um, more of what's coming in the future from GBC, not just next year, but it, it, it beyond. Because we all, as we as you talk about, you've got that big old sign that says mindset growth on the front of your desk, and and you've got that arrow. You know that arrow keeps right. there. There are little dips in that arrow, and that's because there's ebb and flow in life. But the direction is the trajectory is always up. You know, and the inter interesting thing to me also uh, with going forward, uh, we often hear the phrase that either you're growing or you're dying. But one of the things that I think at GBC that's going to be interesting that we see is how we're starting to develop 
and work with companies where we're bringing in a team of coaches. And to me, that's just a tremendous amount of fun when they decide they're just going to double down and do whatever it takes to break a lot of barriers. And they're not going to just take it a step at a time. They're just going to blast it out there and, you know, bring in our, you know, work on the financial side, the human resources, the people development, the sales, uh, the people within the organization. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think as companies build strength within their organizations, that's where they're going to survive. There will be some that will hang in there maybe uh, for a long time, but I think there's going to be a different level of aggression that needs to happen for businesses to really be viable and push forward. And I think we've seen that in the pandemic. There were some that had 200 plus percent growth that I worked with. And then there were others that, you know, they went down that year. And a lot of it was just how creative they became and how they attacked that, their position and how they responded to it. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add with that or any closing statements you want to make. I'm going to wrap it up here in a little bit, but it's just, uh, if I would encourage any th- anybody listening to this, go out to our website, get on our email list, follow us on social media. There is an amazing amount of new things coming. And one thing we believe at so much at GBC is the teamwork effort because we all know that we have strengths and there's other things that are just not so much in our wheelhouse. And, uh, I'd maybe have you add a little bit about that, just if you'd put in your thoughts about that, because that's what excites me going forward. Uh, Maybe because I've worked alone for so long, and it's just so exciting now to have so much support (laughs) from people like you, and I can just, you know, name others that we'll have on this show too, to talk about what it is that they bring to the table. Right. So you want me to just talk in general? Yeah, talking a little bit general on that. Right. No, no. I, and, and I agree. I mean, we've already seen just the, uh, the amount of changes for GBC in the last uh, year have been, you know, off the charts crazy compared to where, where we were a year ago. And uh, just the, the different services that, that, that it, either we've brought to the table uh, or we've been able to expand in that amount of time, whether it's, you know, the HR stuff, whether it's marketing, uh, the sales that we're bringing, uh, developing the material uh, for you know to co- for coaches and then for coaching businesses. There's, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm the, just thinking about my mind's almost spinning a little bit, just kind of thinking about that, and then also knowing some of the things that are in the works uh, that are so exciting uh, that are coming down the pike that are going to be coming out um, next year. So it's just uh, it's really cool to be involved. Uh, with that, to have a really cool team put together and uh, just to be able to watch how everything is coming together and is, is going to start that, that again, that trajectory, right? So right. Uh, just keep keep moving forward and moving up. And uh, it's, it's just a great time to be uh, involved with GBC. And, um, and I think that our, uh, our clients are experiencing those results already. And uh and they're, I, I just, I just think that 2023 is going to be one of those, you know, knock your socks off kind of years for us. I would agree. I really appreciate your time, Ray. I, more than that, I appreciate your friendship, your insight, your wisdom. You get coined as the deep thinker. 
but you always tell <laughs> us that it's easier to think deep than not. So uh, I think it's just you have an analytical approach to how you process and view situations. So I appreciate that. Folks, you can uh, go out and hear us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. I want to also thank Next Level Marketing for sponsoring this episode. You can go out to the GBC website and find uh, ways to contact them and have them do a free audit of your social media. They would love to visit with you and just give you some tips on how you can improve your marketing platform and find more and better results going into 2023. With that, we thank you for joining us today. 